0: You are locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisco, along with your host James Rapine. It is draft week. The draft about four days away, coming up on Thursday night, and. Being as it's that time of the year, James, it's time for Mock Draft Monday. What will they do? Edition as we try to forecast what the Bengals will do on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code lock 15 You'll get 15% off your next order. So, James, the format for today's show is we're going to do your full seven round What Will the Bengals Do? Mock Draft. We're going to fit it into the first two segments of the show, so we're going to have some short segments to start the show, just for everybody listening, just so you know what to expect. And then the third segment will go a little bit longer, but equal time for both James's seven-round mock and then mine to follow. James, let's talk a little bit about methodology here, because we probably had slightly different approaches. What was your approach to this? And then let's jump in to your seven-round, what will they do mock draft?
1: First things first. I think when you're doing a mock like this and you have all of the information that we think we have that we think is accurate, you got to trust your instincts and in what you think the Bengals are going to do in each of these rounds. It feels like you and I and, and a lot of us now have a good idea about what the, about what they're going to do with the fifth pick and where their vision sort of is for days one and two of the draft. But day three is hard, and, and day three is going to be. Um, probably where you and I differ the most during this, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't look at one specific rankings or one specific big board, so to speak, to do this. I think it's just more of a, a feel and y- you kind of forecast where these, these players are going to go off the board what the Bengals need slash wants are, and, uh, and you try to get it right. And it will be interesting to see how close we are, um, doing this cause heck it could change over the next couple of days before the draft on Thursday.
0: Historically, I'm sure you've done this before. Have you nailed any like day three guys or late day two guys for the Bengals when you've been doing this?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of exactly who, but there's certainly been times where I've had... Heck, I was looking the other day. This isn't late day two, but I know we talked about Jesse Bates last week. He was one of my... They could also take uh, Jesse Bates and in, in round two it's oddly enough. Um, he was one of those. I went back and, and read my mock draft from that 20, what was it at the time? Ta- 2018. Yeah. It was the Billy price year 2018. And I had them picking price, just not in round one. So that, that shows, that shows you where I was with, uh, with Billy price, but uh day three. Yes. But I I forget which ones come to mind. I do know you called the, the Logan Wilson pick last year though.
0: Logan Wilson. I was on last year. Uh, I think that one was really telegraphed. You know, senior bowl guys, they they were going to draft guys they were familiar with, and they needed linebackers. I I, th- I might have even been around early, or I might have figured it out and and put him in the third round where I maybe would have liked him in the fourth round a little bit more. But either way, I, I remember actually Jesse Bates. Joe was on Jesse Bates that year too. I went back and and somebody brought this up recently, because I was surprised by the Jesse Bates pick at the time. I wasn't paying as much attention, and Joe you know, put up a tweet of of his article from The Athletic back then saying Jesse Bates was a guy that, you know, they might look at. So you and Joe on the same page on Jesse Bates. But that is in the past, James. Let's dive in to your 2021. What will they do mock draft? We could probably skip the first round, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, no, they're taking Sewell. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fun if I uh, broke some news. Here on Locked On Bangles. That would have shocked you a bit. But no, I, I I think you're right. I think they're taking Jamar Chase. I know you don't want to get in into that debate, but barring something unforeseen over the next ninety-six hours as we record this, I think it's uh Chase and Chase at number five.
0: Yeah, it's not so much that I don't want to get into the debate, it's just that there's nothing else to say. You know, we 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 said all the things that there are to say. If you're new to this show, welcome. Go check out any of our episodes in the last month, and we talk about the Chase versus Sewell thing, I'm pretty sure, like every episode actually. So there's certainly a path to success that starts with Jamar Chase. There's certainly a path to success that starts with Penny Sewell, and there's certainly a path to success that starts with Kyle Pitts, but I agree, James, everything we've heard to this point certainly suggests Chase will be the first-round pick. But beyond that, things do start to get a little murky, And so I'm very curious to hear where you're going for day two.
1: Well, we were chasing chase with the fifth pick and it's because of the offensive line depth. We've talked about it a ton and it pays off for the Bengals because they're able to get Alex Leatherwood, the tackle from Alabama at 38. And I I love this pick in, in this spot because one, he can be a plug and play right guard right away, like exactly what you need from a 2021 standpoint at the same time. He's got the measurables you're looking for to hopefully flip and play tackle at some point and tested really, really well uh, during Alabama's pro day, Uh, elite athlete and long arms. One of the rare guys you talk about this a lot, Jake, one of the rare guys, it seems like in this draft that actually has uh, 35 plus inch arms or or close to it, right? He was at 34.3, close to 35. Either way, he, he meets that. That uh, measuring stick there that a lot of uh, tackles obviously have to meet. So to me, you look at his athleticism, his profile, who he played against in the SEC. And uh, this is an easy pick if he's there at
0: 38. Needs a little bit of work, but is one of several tackles that could be available. Tackle slash guard, in his case, that could be available to the Bengals there. he, Like you said, James has all of the tools physically to be a good tackle in the NFL. And if that is the direction the Bengals go in the second round, which I could certainly see was a guy that I, I very strongly considered and and could easily believe could be their second round pick. I just think there's a chance he might not be there, but if he is there could very easily see Leatherwood in the second round, where are you going in round three?
1: Your guy, Milton Williams out of Louisiana tech. I, uh, It just makes so much sense. It just does. And uh, he he tested really well. I mean, heck, who knows? You might have him in your mock. But to me, if you can get him here, it's a shallow class as is. You only have Larry Joby on a one-year deal. And while he still could be part of the future, you need to get someone in there. And there's just not going to be a ton of options. So Williams, will he be there? Will he not be there? Is it early for for a kid from Louisiana Tech? I I don't know. Here's what I know is there aren't many guys that are going to be able to contribute um, in this shallow defensive tackle class like Williams. And so if he's there at 69 and they've already addressed wide receiver, gotten their guard slash tackle of the present and future, I think you can go with Williams on uh, on the defensive side.
0: This is another one that I think we've heard a lot about Dallas and the Bengals being very interested in Milton Williams. He's got the athletic profile of Geno Atkins, obviously did not play at Georgia, so a lower quality of competition for him. For sure, a bit of a one-year wonder. He, he was much better in his most recent year than ever before. And, you know, you turn on the tape, sometimes he just gets washed out against good competition. But that athleticism, very hard to teach. He was very productive. Might need a little bit of time, but that toolkit is a toolkit that I'm willing to gamble on every time because when it does come up for guys that have his build and his athletic testing numbers... Those guys tend to work out in the NFL, could totally see it. Just interested to see if Dallas makes a move, you know, because of that Tony Pauline report from a few months ago, is is Dallas going to try to trade up and and scoop Milton Williams if he does indeed go in the third round, if those two teams bid each other up? That, I think, is a big question. And then there's also a question of do the Bengals go interior defensive line or do they go back to offensive line or edge here? A lot of different directions that third-round pick could go. And there are four more rounds, James, for us to fill out. Five more picks. We'll get to your day three coming up next.
1: Hey, Bengals fans, listen up. Nugenix, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenix total, text DRAFT. To 231231. 231. It's that simple. Draft to 231231. 231. This unique man boosting formula is powered by Testofin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they're going to include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Again, text Draft to 231231. 231 that's drafted 231 231 message and data rates may apply
0: bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your bets in on all of the Bengals props you can imagine they've even got futures over under on wins for 2020 is up on bet online ag right now they also got the nba nhl baseball awards tv shows reality tv and those odds are updated in real time for your convenience They really are a one-stop shop for a sports better. Not only are those odds updated in real time, they've also got you covered for news and scores. It's the best way to place your bets. It's free to sign up. And not only that, we've got a 50% welcome bonus for you right now when you sign up using promo code LOCKEDON. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: The Bengals have plenty of needs going into this day three of my mock draft, Jake. And let's start fourth round. Another offensive lineman, Stone Forsythe, a guy I think might not make it this far. Uh, he's got great size, 6'8", 300 plus pounds, really good pass blocker. But if he's there, the beginning of round four, I love it cuz he could be this developmental tackle prospect at at, at 68 like I said 34 plus inch arms. You feel really good about having him in your system with Frank Pollock. So I got Stone Forsyth going to the Bengals at pick 111.
0: Stone Forsyth out of Florida, 68 like you said, might be too tall, you know? He's one the height where it starts to be a little too tall. He's a slender 68 just 307 pounds. But as you point out, he has the length and you assume a guy that big can add the weight was a solid pass block blocker at Florida was a pretty good uh, athlete in terms of testing numbers. And he does meet the Bengals shuttle cutoff. So could certainly see stone Forsyth there in the fourth round. If he is available, you are starting to get toward a fall off at tackle, I think in the fourth round. So you could see stone Forsyth, sneak into day two but this isn't too far out of the realm of possibility i could definitely see it
1: and that's the thing is if they get a guy like forsyth he doesn't have to play right away hopefully he can add another 10 to 15 pounds and in 2022 make a potential impact but the biggest need now left after drafting a wide receiver you have multiple offensive linemen defensive linemen edge and that's where the Bengals go in round five malcolm Kuntz, buffalo edge rusher guy who tested well Certainly someone I think if he's available in round five and the Bengals haven't addressed edge yet, they certainly could. And Koontz, a, a guy a lot of people probably haven't heard of, but uh, was productive at Buffalo. And, and like I said, certainly uh, tested well enough to, to where I think he could be the pick here.
0: Yeah, he was really productive at Buffalo. The only question for him is going to be quality of competition, as you often see with guys from small schools. But I, I didn't know about this guy. Before you put him in your mock on si.com, before we talked about him today, and I think that this would be a great pick. I mean, looking at his profile without having gotten into his tape, reading from the guys that I trust, you know, has the flexibility, has the burst, has the athletic tools, has good enough size, a little bit short at 6'2. And if this was Mike Zimmer's Bengals, this would not be a Bengals defensive end, but it's not like Zimmer's Bengals anymore, and they need some juice at pass rusher, so I could certainly see it.
1: Round six is up, Jake, and it's kicker time. It's time for the Bengals to right the ship after Randy Bullock left town. Obviously, Austin Seibert is uh, is still on the roster, but they got to dra- draft a kicker at some point, right? They got to take a kicker, uh, and maybe not gotta, but I-, I think they're going to, and so Jose, Jose Borogales. Um, based on my quick research that I did, quick deep dive. And by deep, I mean really, really shallow dive into the kickers in this draft class. Appears to be the the best kicker. He's from Miami. He um, was a redshirt senior. And uh, he's the guy that uh, Bengals fans have been hoping for since pre-Jake Elliott, I think. So hopefully uh, Jose Borregalas can deliver.
0: Jose Borregalas had his best year as a kicker in his most recent year at Miami making 90 plus percent of his kicks including seven of nine from 40 to 49 yards and both of his 50 plus yard attempts is one of two kickers whose names I know in this draft the other one Evan McPherson and a kicker late on day three should surprise no one with only Austin Seibert on the roster.
1: Nope won't be a surprise at all Jake and With the second sixth round pick, they're going to take a guy that we've talked about a ton, Houston's Marquez Stevenson, a little speedster, another guy that could come in and probably contribute right away on special teams, whether it's as as a kick returner uh, or just anywhere uh, for Darren Simmons and someone that can develop in that wide receiver room that doesn't have the depth that it has had in recent years. And uh, heck, he was extremely productive, 147 receptions for over 2,000 yards and 22 touchdowns at Houston. This just makes a ton of sense if he falls to this point. And I'm not sure if he'll be there, but if so, you might as well grab him and develop him. And he could be uh, another piece of the puzzle here to this Bengals offense.
0: At this point, I think we're honestly talking about guys that may have an uphill battle to make the team. And I think Marcus Stevenson could make it as a special teamer. I don't really know, actually, if he played a lot of special teams besides returning at Houston. I know he was involved with the return game. He was very productive at Houston in terms of market share stuff. Uh, not the best athletic testing for a guy like him, but did run a sub for 440. So certainly some speed there. And at this point, we know they're looking to add speed. It's going to be someone. Someone late on day three, uh, I could definitely see them doubling up at wide receiver, looking for that speed guy.
1: And the Bengals stick with offense in round seven, and they take a running back, Jake. Running backs matter, or maybe not, but because it's the seventh <laughs> round. Either way, Elijah Mitchell is the pick here. Uh, another kid uh, from Louisiana, not Louisiana Tech like Milton Williams, but still uh, interesting there. Ran a four-three-five, 3 has the speed. You certainly look for. And like you said, could be fighting to make the 53-man roster. But with Giovanni Bernard gone, why not take a swing here at Mitchell?
0: I think Mitchell would be a home run in the seventh round if he's available. I I think that he might be gone in the sixth round. Running back, not great this year, but he was a really good runner for his size. 5'11", 218, really dense kid. I, I wouldn't hate it. By any means. I mean, I think late round running back is going to be expected. I think that, you know, we, we did hear Duke Tobin say we're going to expand the role for some Perine, Ryan, but I still think they're going to add a running back somewhere in the draft. The athletic guys are on it. That was enough to convince me. Honestly, they had a pretty persuasive argument that they are going to look for somebody to replace Geo Snaps. Don't know if it'll be the seventh round, but could certainly see it happening.
1: Okay, so to recap the seven-round mock draft before we get to Jakes, I have Jamar Chase at five, Alex Leatherwood in round two, Milton Williams round three, Stone Forsyth in round four, Malcolm Koontz round five, Jose Borregalas round six, Marquez Stevenson, the second sixth rounder, and Elijah Mitchell in the seventh round. And might be a bit optimistic, Jake, but uh, we'll see if it it turns out to be true. We'll get the Jakes seven-round mock draft coming up next. But we talk about Built Bar all the time here on Lockdown Bengals because it's the number one protein bar on the planet. I eat one each and every day. And whether you're eating them as a, a post-workout, maybe you're doing it as just a midday snack, they are perfect for whatever the occasion. Each bar covered in 100% chocolate. They come in 18 amazing flavors. And the best part about Built Bar, it's not their amazing taste. It's the fact that They're gonna help you shed weight. They have great, great macros, high protein, high fiber, low sugar, low calorie, perfect for you. You gotta check them out right now at builtbar.com. And when you're there, make sure you use promo code lock 15 at checkout. You're gonna get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com.
0: All right, James, time to go through another seven round mock draft. There are some differences in my seven round projection versus your seven round projection. And neither of us traded back because that just becomes a little too hard to project over at the athletic.com. For example, Jay Morrison, I believe was running the Bengals draft. He traded back with the chargers in the second round and did a pick swap to move their fourth round pick up to the chargers. Third round pick could definitely see something like that, or even just moving back and adding a fourth rounder, something like that on, on day two. But for the purposes of this, Not trading back, and James, I took a little bit of a a different approach where in each round I put you know six or seven names of guys that I think could be potential targets for the Bengals, and some of them might be a round off one way or the other. But this was mostly guided by Arif Hassan's consensus board, which took big boards from the gamut of projectors and evaluators across draft Twitter, including the professionals like Lance Zerline, Dame Brugler, etc and put them all into a consensus board. So that's how I determined which players could be available for the Bengals there. You can also actually look at the work ESPN is doing right now where they're giving percentage chances for each prospect to be be available at different parts of the draft. So a lot of different ways to project where guys will be available. But let's get through it. I don't have any difference from you in the first round. I think that all the signs point to Jamar Chase. From their inactivity, the wide receiver position in free agency to the way I started to feel about it about a month and a half ago, a month ago to, you know, the the athletic guys kind of picking up on some of the same tea leaves. If you read the tea leaves from the team, we've talked about the, the Brian Callahan comments about a smart receiver who can work at Joe Burrow's pace. And then there's Malik Wright, who says that's a pick. So no difference from you at five. Chase and chase.
1: I like the fifth pick. What do you got at 38, Jake?
0: At 38, I think this is a prime place for the Bengals to trade back just to make that clear. But these are the players that I think the Bengals could be considering at this point. And I'm probably missing a few names, so this isn't exhaustive. But Dylan Raddins, Alex Leatherwood, Liam Eichenberg, Sam Cosme are the tackle slash guards in some cases that I think they could be picking from at this point. Some of those guys might be gone in the first round. Some might not be. I think that the interior offensive lineman of Landon Dickerson, Creed Humphrey, maybe Wyatt Davis could be in consideration here, but maybe Creed Humphrey's arms scare them off. And then I think that if edge rushers are available, they could be looking at guys like Carlos Basham in this spot. I think Alex Leatherwood if he's available like in your mock James makes a ton of sense, but lately I've been starting to feel like Sam Cosme actually might be the more likely guy to make it into the second round and this could be Totally unfounded, but his athleticism is great. The technique needs a lot of work. And I wonder, you know, if there's going to be an offensive line coach in the NFL that sees it and thinks, I can work with that. I can get him on the field in year one. I can get him on the field right away. He's worth the first round pick. Maybe the Ravens look at him to replace the Orlando Brown tackle that they just traded away. But I think that there are a lot of names here that you could look at. So I'm going to say Sam Cosme, but. Alex Leatherwood definitely in the realm of possibility for me as well as are really all those other guys I mentioned for pick 38. If they could get
1: Cosme, Leatherwood, Radins, you know, a, a lot of these guys if you get one of them after Chase, you feel pretty good about. But I think at the top of that list, if it's not Leatherwood, it's Cosme. Like they the, they're at the top of the realistic list that doesn't include Tevin Jenkins and guys like that that are going to go in round 1. So I like it. Uh, you're not going to get any, uh, any complaints from me if they have a, a rounds one and two of Chase and Cosme, the two Cs.
0: And if those guys are gone, Raddins, you know, depending on how they evaluate the North Dakota State thing, if they like to senior bowl the way that everyone else that I've used voted most outstanding offensive player at the senior bowl by his peers, that's pretty impressive for a guy from North Dakota State. Let's go to round three. Here's a place that we collide. I'm on Milton Williams here as well, James. But here are the other guys that I think will be in consideration depending on what happens earlier in the draft. So say they go Penesuel Sewell in the first round. I think Diami Brown, if he's still available, is very interesting. But we have Mel Kuyper saying on, I think it was Saturday, that he might sneak into the first round. So there's quite a bit oh. of steam building behind Deami Brown as the shallowness of the outside wide receiver position in this class I think becomes more apparent and as medical checks begin to get shared with the experts that are in touch with NFL teams. Some other guys here, Quinn Miners could be a double dip at offensive line. Jackson Carmen, Trey Smith, if those guys are still available. If Wyatt Davis is somehow there in the third round, which I think he's probably a mid-second round pick, I think that you would look long and hard at him as well. Landon Dickerson from the second round on that list. If his medicals push him down third round, you got to give it a long, hard think. And then a couple edge rushers. Again, I think this is going to be a theme. Peyton Turner, Ronnie Perkins, a couple of guys that could be there in the third round that I think would be interesting to the Bengals at the edge rusher position.
1: And we're so similar because I think this is kind of how the Bengals view it. If they take chase at five, then they're going to probably go offensive line and defensive line. And, who is, who's going to be the best defensive lineman available there on their board in round three? And it very well could be Milton Williams. I agree with you on a guy like Peyton Turner. If he's there, that might be someone that they, uh, that they certainly take a long, hard look at. So, uh, so far, we're not identical, but we're pretty close.
0: Yeah, I think that most mock drafts for the Bengals are going to have them going in the first three rounds, some combination of offensive line, wide receiver, defensive line, or maybe wide receiver and two offensive linemen. That's going to be the first three rounds in pretty much every mock for the Bengals. I I did see Brevin Jordan, I think, in the third round in one, maybe as a fourth round. I don't think that they have the luxury right now of picking an early tight end in this draft. But let's go to the fourth round, James. Uh, Seven guys here that I think they could be considering. And I might be a little bit early on a couple of them. But Stone Forsyth, definitely on the list of guys that that was your fourth round pick. He's a first name on my list of the guys to consider. I got uh, Kendrick Green, Dayo Dayo Odeyingbo, uh, the edge rusher from Vanderbilt. He's coming off an Achilles. Rashad Weaver from Pitt, another edge rusher. Marvin Wilson, and this one's the one that might be around early, especially for the Bengals. He barely hit some of their thresholds. Might be more of a fifth-round kind of guy. Trey Sermon, running back Ohio State. Again, might be a little bit early, but this is where I think the Bengals start to consider running back. And the guy that I've got for them, If he's available, and maybe this is too optimistic, James, is Ben Cleveland from Georgia, the big mauling right guard. And again, this might be too optimistic. This might be too generous, but that's the guy that I landed on because in the consensus board, this is roughly where he was.
1: Wow. That would be great if you could get Ben Cleveland in round four or maybe flip it. Like, that's the thing. Like, is there any chance Milt Williams falls to four? For, for for some reason, you know, and, and maybe you have Ben Cleveland round three and Mill Williams round four, like in mine, I thought about that, too. I was like, is it more likely that Stone Forsyth goes at 69 or 111? And I kind of asked that. And I think it's even uh, more the case here. But yeah, if you could get Cleveland in round four, sign me up because that dude, he looks like he could pick up Paul Brown Stadium if he needed him to.
0: Yeah, I might be a little optimistic here on all of the linemen in this group. Kendra Green might be gone. Stone Forsyth might be gone. Ben Cleveland might be gone. And if that's the case, then there's no real lineman that I'm likely to be very comfortable picking in the fourth round. So you're really hoping that one of those guys is there. But given that there's no other guy that really stands out to me that I think could be there that I'm really high on, maybe maybe that's a good reason that says we are too, we are too low on these guys. They're going to be gone in the third round. The pickings will be slimmer. Maybe it's a project like Spencer Brown from the University of Northern Iowa. But let's keep going. Let's get to the fifth round here, 149. These are the names that I'm considering for the Bengals at this point. Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech, Ellerson Smith, Janarius Robinson, Carver Shed, a couple of edge rushers there, Bobby Brown, a defensive tackle, a three-tech if they don't go Milton Williams earlier. I think this is a name to consider. And Jamar Jefferson, another running back to throw into the mix. Edge rushers, running backs, interior defensive linemen, maybe offensive linemen if they haven't already picked two at this point. I think they will have picked two at this point. So for me, I land on Janarius Robinson here just because they were at the Florida State Pro Day. They've been connected to him in the past. But Bobby Brown wouldn't surprise me, especially if they go edge rusher earlier. Ellerson Smith also wouldn't surprise me, and neither would a running back at this point.
1: Nope. This is when the board opens up some, and it's going to be – best player on their board probably works out in and, and, and is not getting in the way of, uh, you know, whatever they did in the past or or anything like that. So, yeah, I uh, wouldn't be shocked at all if, if they go. And, and here's the thing. So through five rounds, three offense, two defense, I was the same way, three offense, two defense. And that's probably how it's going to line up, I would say, if I, if I had to guess on draft day or on draft days during the draft because it's over multiple days now.
0: Yeah, with the resources that they put into the defense and free agency, it definitely has the feeling of another offense-heavy draft. We saw it last year, and I think we'll see it again this year. In the sixth round, I'm just going to go through both six-round picks here, 190 and 202. Marquez Stevenson is on the list. Jose Borregalas, the kicker, is on the list. Also, Generic Kicker is on the list because that's who I have, the Bengals drafting at 202, but we're on 190 for now. Uh, Taryn Jackson, edge rusher from Florida Athletic. Florida Atlantic. The Bengals worked him out at his pro day. Drew Dalman, a college captain, a center. Darius Stills, interior defensive lineman. Jonathan Cooper, uh, the edge rusher from Ohio State. Amir Smith Marset is the guy that I've got them going with in the sixth round from Iowa. They had early contact with Smith Marset. Very similar profile to Marquez Stevenson in terms of athleticism and. I mean, we've talked about him enough. I don't think I need to talk about him anymore. I've been matching him with the Bengals in the fifth or sixth round for a while. Some sort of speedy wide receiver here. Maybe he's not on my list. That's who I've got at 190. And then at 202, the other guys I'm considering are Puka Williams, Jonathan Marshall, the interior defensive lineman, Williams, the running back, Brendan James, offensive lineman, Sedarius Hutcherson, who I would absolutely love in the sixth round if he's there the uh, interior offensive lineman from South Carolina, Des Fitzpatrick, the wide receiver from Louisville. But my pick at 202, James, is kicker.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no specific kicker. You would hope it would be either Jose Borregalas or Evan McPherson uh, out of Miami and Florida. Two Florida boys. Um, so we'll see if they, they go that route. But real quick on Smith-Marset, I've given Marquez Stevenson a ton of love. I would take Smith-Marset over him. So if they can get him where you did at pick 190, sign me up all day long. I love it. And to me, I think he would definitely make the team and could be one of those guys that ends up being a contributor down the line. And we're, we're talking about how did he fall to the Bengals that far in the draft in 2021? I think that that's the type of guy uh, that you're looking for um, out of Iowa. I would like that pick
0: a lot. Yeah, maybe he goes in the fifth round because he does have pretty good ball skills, returnability, good athleticism, a pretty good package there. Just like I've said on the show before, didn't have a quarterback in 2020, and I think that hurt him a little bit. Last pick of the draft, James. Here are some names. I have no idea if they're going to be available. I have no idea if the Bengals are interested in most of these guys, except for the one that I have them picking. So here are the names. Jonathan Adams, Jr., An Arkansas State wide receiver, if they need another wide receiver at this point. Cole Van Lannan, Wisconsin lineman. Jacob Harris, the tight end wide receiver guy with really good athleticism that's going to be quite raw. Larry Borum is an offensive lineman. Dax Milna, the wide receiver from BYU. William Bradley King, the edge rusher from Baylor. And Wyatt Hubert, who we know that the Bengals met with. And at this point, I'm throwing darts. The Bengals met with him. He's likely to be available late on day three, was pretty productive, has some length limitations, and Wyatt Hubert's the guy that I'm picking at 235.
1: I like it. Take the best player available. Obviously, he was productive in college, and at this stage, it's going to be hard for me to uh, to complain about whoever they pick in round seven, but that, that, that certainly would be a good pick. Overall, I think he had a pretty good draft, and if the Bengals do this and have this type of draft haul, I think we're going to give them some pretty good grades, Jake.
0: It's, it's some similarities, right? The late round receiver, the kicker, the the edge rusher, the interior defensive lineman, a few offensive linemen, and Chase at the top. I mean, that that's the way that things seem to be pointing. I can't wait to be shocked when they pick a safety in the second round or something, and then we have no idea what uh-huh. they're doing. But <laughs> it's not going to go exactly how we think, right? But this is a way that both of us have kind of been gearing up. There, there aren't any secondary players that make the cut here because they spent a lot of money on those resources and free agency. There's the, the need for depth and quality on both lines. So there's a trench focus and you know, there, there's potentially a running back that sneaks in there or a kicker that sneaks in there. I don't have them drafting a running back, but I think they will. And that's where I think one of those trade backs that potentially adds a day three pick is something that they're going to be looking for so that they can add some depth to the roster at that point.
1: And both of these, to me, show why you can be comfortable taking chase. Because wh- let's look at mine Alex Leatherwood, Stone Forsyth, or you, um, Cos- Sam Cosme, Ben Cleveland. I feel much, much better about the offensive line if they're able to get either of those guys. You know, any two of those four guys sign me up, and uh, it would be. Uh, It'd be great if they could do that along with taking chase at five.
0: Yeah. And and that's certainly the theme is if they do go chase, which we think they will, they need to nail picks two through four. Ideally, instant contributors at positions of need with good value. Really, really hard to do that. But the draft sort of seems to line up that way. Maybe this is optimistic thinking. But just to recap, uh, you heard James's summary at the end of the second segment So I'll just quickly summarize my guys as well. Jamar Chase, Sam Cosme, Milton Williams, Ben Cleveland, Janarius Robinson, Amir Smith-Marset, Kicker, and Wyatt Hubert. Certainly some common themes there when you compare James's guys with my guys. And we'll see. We'll see if we get anybody right at all. Starting on Thursday. Tomorrow, we're joined by PFF's Mike Renner. We're going to talk a little bit about day two, day three of the draft because I think we've talked day one to death. Until then, Bengals fans, who day, and have a good one.